You're listening to a Destiny Park Media Podcast. Shut the door. Have a seat. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Dad Men. And coming at you live, it's Michael Rowland, Dad Men number two. And uh, with me today, as always, is oh, you've you've regulated me to dead man number one, huh? Climbing the ranks. Always the case. (laughs) It's alphabetical. It's alphabetical. You're always dead man number one. Sounds good, man. Yes, everyone. Mike Jolly uh, here. uh, (laughs) Me saying my name reminds me of that video you sent me. Oh no! Yeah, the guys, the two, uh, the three guys are like, yeah, it's uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, (laughs) what's the guy's name? Good Long P cast. Yeah, there uh, you go. So there's a YouTube channel called Good Long P. Uh, it's by Joel Haver, friend That's of the it. show, imaginary friend of the show that I've mentioned a few times. <laughs> we'll um, have him on. We'll have him on. I would love to. I bet he loves Mad Men. Uh, oh, good. But point. he has a shit posting meme channel called Good Long P. And uh, <laughs> go ahead and search for Good Long P cast. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> spoil it, but there's one episode of their podcast called the Good Long P cast. <laughs> Where they, uh, <laughs> well, there's there's something about introdu- introducing yourself on a podcast that's kind of awkward, and uh, they take advantage of that. Um, oh man, no, that's, that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I forgot to I forgot to introduce myself, everybody. But my name is Michael Roland. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, this is Dadman. It's a show about Mad Men. A lot of people are spreading rumors. It's about other stuff. It's not true. No. Nope. Um, we have never steered the ship in any other direction. It's a, yeah. it's a ship that's going to fall off the edge of the earth. It's never you know, been about anime or anything any of that sort. It's music and such. We don't talk about those things. Just strictly men in suits. Strictly men. <laughs> <laughs> in suits. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we don't talk about hip-hop either. It's... A thing. No, um, no, no, no. Not really into that but, type uh, of music. <laughs> so we've been doing this for a while. Feels like uh, feels like years, but yeah, in actuality, actually. it's uh, been about ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you know what? We had the intro episode too, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been more like this is our twelfth week in a row doing yeah. this. We're out here um, grinding, man. Putting in that work working and hard. Our time. Working hard. Uh, my dad says this isn't real, really a job, and I say, Dad. And I don't say anything else. I'm scared of him. Dad, dad, but, dad, uh, dad, dad, dad. And then the rest of my sentence is implied. Right. Um, you don't need any words but, for that. He knows. But it's been cool. Like we've we've stuck to this routine of uh, recording every weekend and yeah. uh, meeting up uh, on the internet. Uh, I love the consistency <laughs> of it. Um, honestly, it's um, when you have something kind of like. I mean, something as fun as this, but then also something that you can. It's kind of weird, but like you can like rely on as like as a I guess a constant for me. Um, you, for me, it helps. Um, I think, um, and usually I'm the type of person that's I kind of like more like um, spontaneity and things of that nature. But being a dad, I think it's kind of changed my style a little bit. Um, because I have to be so flexible as a father that watches their child for most of the day that having some type of consistency that's for me specifically is um, 
works better. Uh, so I, I do better with it, at least now, anyway. I'm glad the show has had a sounds like a positive impact on you. Oh, I yeah. mean, oh yeah. The interesting thing is that like uh, when I pitched this idea to you, it was always pitched as like the um, and forgive my language here, but like the non-creative podcast, like right. Obviously, this is a derivative format to talk about television and specifically talk about content other people made. Um, mm-hmm. And right. so I, I figured this isn't creative. This is for fun. But what I found mm-hmm. is that it has been just another creative part of my life. And it's really been yeah. uh, really meaningful to take this journey with you, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm the same. And it, it makes me appreciate <clears throat> one, one of the things you worry about when you get a job somewhere you love or doing something you love is that um, it's going to be the, the thing you love is going to be a chore. It's going to be ruined. That's something I've battled with right. my whole life. Um, the The ana- analogy that my mom uses is like, if you worked at Dairy Queen, you'd get sick of the soft server. Um, right, right. Or McDonald's, if you, you, yeah. you're over the fries or whatever. Yeah, but no, I mean, this This makes me love Mad Men more. It, I just feel more like I love it in a fuller fuller way than I did before. Yeah. So. Yeah, like it's um. It, it's so it's 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 much more thorough. Like, yeah, it's just it's just, it's just much more thorough. It's it's more involved, more understood. Because we're yeah, it's more understood, and we're kind of we're we're, we're becoming one with Mad Men. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, I hear you. Inserting our likeness into the yeah, <laughs> into the I mean, show's fabric. Isn't as, it weird? I'm starting to look more like Don every day. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Look at the hair change. You know what I mean? For <laughs> the beard. It's well, okay, never mind. Um, it's coming down a little bit more. You know what I mean? It's all falling off. But right. uh, I, I do think that I understand the characters more uh, intimately than I did before. Like, there's little yeah, character sure. moments that I, I've picked up watching this with you and talking about it with mm-hmm. you that I didn't know before. Um, like Paul and his Ukrainian food thing, for example, <laughs> you know, uh, and if Goddamn there's, Paul, there's man. other stuff, but <laughs> mostly I notice how much Paul is just a very funny character and, um, you know, he is, man. He is. I think I hate him less. I think, uh, no. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, we're moving up. No, it's only I, first season. I regret that. I regret that. <laughs> you were going to say I, that. Yeah. I still hate him, but, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering why I love Pete when we watch this. Sure, sure, sure. I'm wondering sure. why. I mean, um, I mean, Pete is a unique guy, <laughs> and um, but but uh, honestly, though, I, I'm with I, not. I'm with you with Pete because you know, rewatching this now, as we've talked about, is you kind of start to see more of the layers of Pete, and um, and it's uh, it's 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 easier to identify. I think more now, especially being for me, for me, especially being like a, like a husband slash, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, um, he's not a, he's not a father. Um, but, um, there's, there's, there's instances and, in, and, uh, scenarios that are, are commonplace. Um, not all, of, not, not all of Pete's, <laughs> Pete's things, but yes. a few, a few like typical, you know, Husband, wifey stuff, and uh, sure. c- conversations, communications, things of that nature. So, well, it's interesting to see the show from that viewpoint. Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but in mm-hmm. in my worst moments as a human being, I I know that I have probably said bratty things that are Campbell esque. P 
Pete Campbell asked. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think I think we've all kind of been in that space. But not many people Maybe. are uh, brave enough to admit that. I think. Uh, I've never right. I've never heard another human being admit that, which makes me scared. But uh, no, people hide. They hide behind <laughs> the shadows. Really, what's co- what goes on? Sure. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> if it sounds like a finale vibe, well, I got some news for y'all. This isn't the finale. Relax. <laughs> Calm down. Jala's okay, like, okay, this okay. is my first time hearing of this. Uh, <laughs> we have, um, no, far, far from, <laughs> I can do a better job. <laughs> Give me a second chance, I hate man. Paul too, man. Uh, <laughs> so it's far from the finale, um, but we have two awesome episodes coming up. Um, so yes, hit the subscribe button on the Destiny Park Media page. Um and uh, keep following. Send, write us a review because the next two episodes are. I'm, I'm not overstating it. They are going to be bigly. Um, oh yeah, very bigly, very huge. Big. Uh, one one <laughs> guest is like someone who's like family to me, uh, mm-hmm. and the other guest is. Uh, I don't know how we got them, but uh, we are very grateful for their time and. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking jazzed, man. I'm so excited about these episodes. Oh, yeah, I'm super geeked. I'm super geeked. I, th- <laughs> but, I think we should make a day of it, but yes. know, that's for later. Times. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm like planning about like going to... There's a store that sells giant letters. Um, yeah. I'm thinking that I'm going to start decorating this space to be like mm-hmm. my creative studio officially. I'm going to get something behind me here so people don't have to just look at the white void and mm-hmm. uh, that was my nickname in high school uh but anyway it's <laughs> a good nickname it's a good nickname yeah yeah <laughs> there's nothing there there's nothing behind those eyes <laughs> but um no i i'm just super like you said i want to make a day of it i, I want to have fun with it and um mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be but yeah st- stay on board um and, yeah, keep rocking with us. Keep riding. But this is the last episode of season one with me and uh, Jala by ourselves. But um, yes, don't worry. We're already planning out season two, and there's going to be a lot of fun MJ moments. Um, and I'm not just oh, yes. talking about Mr. Jackson, <laughs> but I'm talking about me. It's, the MJ is Michael and Jala. Ah, whatever. You know yes. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You guys get it. You got yeah. You're smart listeners. Smart listeners. No. Um, Put the letters together. <laughs> <laughs> and then one guy writes it down. And he's like, Mary Jane? Uh, okay. Oh, it's Mary Jane. Mary That's Jane right. Watson from, from Spider's yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> Spider's so, Man. So, <laughs> so I think that's enough uh, falderall, enough uh, window dressing for the. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, folks, that's not to count this episode out because uh, the episode of Mad Men. For Man, a hot one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Indian summer. In for a hot one. I get it. Let's just cool it with that. Uh, C- come on, come on, Michael. In for a hot. One. I'm like nudge. I'm trying to nudge you, but you're not physically here. Yeah. I would do the side nudge. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wrote down a bunch of dad jokes, dad uh, like dad jokes today. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm definitely in the mood for some dad jokes. Um, do you want to hear one before we get going? Yeah, let's go, because I, I gave you a, a really corny one, so All right. go on. <laughs> this isn't Mad Men related, sadly, but, um, <clears throat> what, do <you> call, <laughs> what do you call somebody with no body and no nose? I don't know. Nobody knows. Mm, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> 
I didn't deliver that one well. Why shouldn't you? I try, liked it though. No? Still. Why shouldn't you try to high five an executioner? Why? Why not? Because they'll always leave you hanging. Oh no! Dear God, let's start the that show. That was good. That was that was good too. Let's start it. Let's let's. <laughs> no, it was good. That was good. I, I like both of those actually. Okay. Good. Good. Before we get into the thirty-second breakdown, we got to tell you the title is Indian Summer, and um, it is directed by Tim Hunter again. Yeah, he was last week. Yep. He's uh, is he three for three or is he two for two? He did the last episode, Long Weekend. Mm-hmm. He did Red yep. in the Face, and yep. he did uh, New Amsterdam. So this is a director that great episodes. Yeah, these are these are good episodes, great episodes. <clears throat> this director has a pattern of like doing really thoughtful, uh, character based moments really well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. And it brings a lot of continuity between the previous episode. Uh, with the Roger storyline, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then I, I want to make sure I also add um, the episode was written by Tom Palmer and Matthew Weiner. And uh, we know Tom. Tom Palmer is... Uh, I think he's he's like shown in the opening credits as like a, a producer. Um, yeah, yeah that's I, where I've I seen definitely know the name, but this is his first episode yeah. he wrote for this season. So... Well, I, thought, I think um, they both... I mean, this episode... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. God damn it. Uh, Take Mm -hmm. two. Uh, Mm -hmm. He actually wrote Marriage of Figaro. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally... Um, I missed that. Episode three. Yep. The third one. Uh, So, this is his long-awaited comeback. But uh, anyway, enough of getting in the weeds with that stuff. Um, It's time for the 30-second breakdown. So, Jala... It is my turn. It is your turn. Uh, Are you going to... Be okay, do you think? I got this one, bro. I, I think this one, I got. <laughs> you're uh, recently recovered from COVID. Uh, you're out of the COVID, <laughs> yeah. the COVID protocols. Yep, COVID fog. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we don't, yeah. Uh, so I have the timer up. Uh, just let me know when you're ready. All right, you know, I'll do a three, two, one. All right, cool. Three, two, one. Beep. Episode starts with Adam hanging himself. Um, later, the uh, boys at the office go through a weight loss product that they give Peggy the assignment to write copy for. Uh, Don is in a full-blown relationship swing with uh, with uh, Rachel, and um, Peggy needs Don's D this episode. And Sterling has a heart attack again in Lucky Strike meeting. Done. Wow. You, you got it just in the nick of time. Yeah. Why does Peggy need Don's yeah. D? Because she's <laughs> she's 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 desperate. She's she's very desperate in this episode because he's not there. And she's just she's, Oh, you said Peggy, I think, but it's Betty, right? God No! I screwed up the name. <laughs> I meant I meant Betty <clears throat> if I said Peggy, and I'm sure I did. I think you Okay, not I'm I'm not trying to pick on That's you. That's okay. You've done that before. You yeah, I I, uh, I don't like that their names are so similar. <laughs> to be with you. I don't like it either. I don't like it either because you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't enjoy that. Once his, we should his find a new daughter. name for. Yeah, we should find a new name for Peg because well, Peg deserves it. The 
I'm not to say that Betty doesn't, but you know, you know how we feel about. Well, Betty. we could switch to calling them Elizabeth and Margaret. Elizabeth and Margaret, because Peggy, her full name is Margaret, I believe. Right, of course. Yeah, Peggy's like the nickname. It's just that you know, people listening or whatever may not catch. Listen, Margaret, man. but I do like. I, yeah, but it, it may it may work best for the show, you know. Well, <laughs> we've warned you now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just when you're feeling like you're going to get one name wrong, maybe just <laughs> say the full name. <laughs> just start calling her Margaret. Yeah. Now I'm just checking on that to make sure I'm not wrong. I think you yeah, are right. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm Margaret sure. Peggy mm-hmm. Olson. Yeah. Yep. Margaret it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with a cool nickname for her, though. All right. She's a, she's, to me, she's a big dog. Or she's, you know. How about uh, the mm. Meg? You know, like the shark? Mm, the Meg. The Meg. <laughs> That's a yeah, horrible sound. The, I, I just drank some water the, and then it came gurgling up while I laughed at that. Um, but the Meg, no, no because worries. she's a beast. and um, She is a beast. No, let's just call her Peggy. I, I think... Okay, we'll, any, we'll go back to Peg. That's fine. A, anytime you accidentally call Peggy Betty, it's uh, comedic gold. So That's, that's true. Because then I... <laughs> comedic gold. Yes. Because that's that's supposed to be Don's surrogate, uh, not surrogate, daughter. Don's workplace daughter. So it's like, ooh, yeah, yikes! I know. It's like, ugh, wants the D. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's why I, I was like, Peppy. that's why I had to clarify that because I'm like, wait, he? I thought you were like doing wait. a clever wordplay thing, like the Don's deed. Like, what if I had like some sick like conspiracy theory that like. Oh. <laughs> Like that was like the main. That would be you. I I wouldn't do the show with me if I can't. Like, hey, God, hey, Mike, man, uh, we're gonna do this Mad Men show thing. I got this theory, bro. I would have <laughs> watching the show. Yeah. I, I would have said, hey, man, that sounds fun. You should do that with uh, someone else. <laughs> Find somebody else with that theory. And, that theory uh, sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, you'd you'd be no different than anyone else in the office though, because they all think Peggy is uh, doing stuff for Don. You know. It sucks. Yeah, I think they. I think. I think the boys think like anybody at desk is like just free, like like open season or something, um, or that they're they're chained to the person they're working for. Yeah, in that way. I mean, yeah, they almost are in a very in a in a way, but right. At least they would. At least they seem it. But yeah, there's something. No, Peggy's Peggy stands above 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 all. Um, yeah, no doubt. Okay. Especially um, in this episode. Especially in this episode, right? Um, so, this is a uh, well, yeah. Let's just hop on the carousel before we talk about everything. Nostalgia. Let's do it. It's delicate, but potent, sweetheart. Uh, do you remember this episode uh, from from past? So, yeah, I remember this one quite a bit, actually. Um, okay. I think that it's it's weird to say this, but I think Roger's second heart attack um, was actually more traumatic than the uh, the first one uh, for me as a viewer. Okay. Because, like... I could see that. It, it almost is like a jump scare because he's, like, this episode sort of presents it as him, like, okay, it's a TV show. He's back from the mm-hmm. heart attack, and now he's going to be back in the show. But yeah, like very movie esque, like a yeah. movie esque like plot line, which is like, oh, he had his he had his lumps, and now he's back in fighting form. Yeah. You know I mean? Um. But the show <clears throat> does a good job. I mean, Slattery, his performance in this episode is great because 
he sounds winded with every word he says. He sounds weak, um, but it looks like he's made progress in uh, in fighting his or in trying to get better. You know. Um, yeah, for sure. But, you know, they kept talking about his skin color tone, <clears throat> and um, I um, I don't know if it was just me, but. I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, we seen him at his worst. I guess the boys didn't they really. Didn't see and so, him. Yeah. Yeah, like he looked horrid. Yeah. Back that back then and like now I thought he looked I look, I thought he looked decent, but even Don and um and Cooper were like in there like, you know, telling Joan to kind of like spruce him up a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, when you remember that uh Roger has like a real nice tan in most older episodes. Um, and here true, true. he is still really pale here, I think is what is going right. on. Um, yeah, yeah. For but sure. no, he's in the middle of a sentence and it's something to the effect of like how two New Yorkers may they, and then he just all of a sudden is in horrible pain. You can tell. And yeah, it's like your mind replays that whole meeting and realizes that Roger has been kind of softly talking throughout it. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, he has put on the, the front that he's doing fine, but it's clear that he's been probably battling this for a while in the office during his visit. So I remember that part of the episode. Um, And I remember, um, you know, Elizabeth Olsen didn't have to gain all that weight. You know what I I mean? Like she, she's not in real life. You mean in real life, she didn't gain all this weight. She's wearing a fat suit, you know? And um, it's not as bad as I remember it being. Uh, But, you know, there's the storyline about how Peggy is gaining weight. She's in the office and uh, I I do think that it is sort of a weird blemish on the show it doesn't ruin it by any means or Peggy's plot in the episode but it is it's just a little bit of a weird creative decision that they made to make her there's that scene where she's in her bed and the lighting on it just looks very artificial Um, yeah I've never been a fan of the, the, the fat suit honestly yeah like for the face or the body so yeah um so I guess the question is, is like, is it as good as I remember it? Um, I would say it's just as good as I remember it, but I gotta say mm-hmm. it's like a five, five, definitely without a doubt. Like, um, this is going to be a problem because like, <laughs> yeah, it, a good it, problem maybe. if I'm throwing out fives in season one already, it's like the next seasons get better than this, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see, we'll true. see if if that opinion stays. But um, no, for me, this is like I I was watching this for the second time, Jala, and I literally yeah. I literally couldn't think of a way to make the episode better. Like every scene is fantastic. Um, we got Tim Hunter doing the great directing. Um, yep, lots yep. of really beautiful lighting. Uh, as weird as that sounds for me to notice, yeah. I'm not usually. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in the scene where Joan is applying makeup to Roger's face, just amazing lighting, amazing acting, amazing dialogue. Um, this episode manages to have a um, someone taking their life scene, uh, and it's done yeah, artfully. Right at, right at the intro. Yeah. And then it somehow, you don't forget about it, but it doesn't carry the darkness over the rest of the episode, but it doesn't no. feel disrespectful to the character either. It's just like this happened and it's it's part of this day in uh yeah all these characters lives you know almost as if it was like <clears throat> excuse me almost as if it was like a morning scenario and like it was almost like the start of the day was adam doing this 
you know, uh, hanging and kind of prepping himself. And he's got the, you know, he's got the mail ready to get sent out to Don. And he's putting money on the table. I didn't really catch what, I mean, it's not explained right now. So maybe we'll find out later. I didn't really catch what that symbolized really for him. Um, But yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting scene. uh, He wrote a note uh, on a piece of paper after doing that. So I'm wondering if uh, what he wrote is something to the effect of where that money's going to go, you know? Right. Who knows? Right. For whoever's going to find him there. But yeah, I mean, right. Adam isn't a focus of this episode despite that. Um, but, you know, it's heartbreaking that, uh, you know, we, episode five was the first, I think it's the first like super five episode of the show, you know? And uh, yep, yep. one of the most heartbreaking TV episodes of all time. And uh, it was hard to not bring that up during the episode that like Don's actions led to Adam taking his own life. But um, uh, yeah, Yeah. the Uh, dramatics, the dramatics, it it was, um, you know, I mean, this show is full of a lot uh, full of that, those, those weighted scenes, you know what I mean? Um, And they kind of sprung that one on us on the intro of this one. Um, And there's, it's kind of just, I'll go. There's lots of scenes that are like, they add a lot of complexity to previous scenes. So in retrospect, those scenes are better on rewatch because mm-hmm. it's clear they had a game plan for how everything was going to unfold artfully. And uh, but yeah, I um, I know there's some episodes where we're more excited about like how it's a five, and it's I think this one is more of just a thoughtful like piece of art, and it's not like. It's not like one where we're like pumped and like punching our fists in the air and <laughs> the whole theater is cheering. Um, yeah. But no, man, I, I I think it's just like a perfect episode because every character has a plot that is uh, fulfilling for their arc. And uh, you you know that it's all heading towards something. And, and you don't right. know if you're watching for this, for this for the first time. I don't think you have any idea what's going to happen next. Um yeah, yeah, and it gets wild. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, but yeah, that was that was how I remembered it. And I, I think the only other thing that I remember from my first or second watch or early days with the episode is just how um, I guess how how the the Adam thing is so disappointing. Um, right. But I think yeah. also Pete. Um, Pete's energy in this episode is just like uh, <laughs> unhinged a bit. He's wild. He's wild in this one, but it's not. It's different than his usual wild and out. Um, it's it's more. Yeah, he's not overly actively like being obnoxious. It's 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 almost like you can see him in the corner, almost like reacting silently when things are happening. That is like not hurting him, but maybe hurting his ego or like his confidence or something along the lines of that. But he's not voicing a lot of it out, and it's kind of coming out in these little sentences or pieces that he'll say, almost like passive aggressive-ish. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a he's more anxiety motivated in this episode than in other ones. Yeah, um, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite examples of that is when the guys are talking about Roger, saying he looks like shit, and. Uh, um, <laughs> You know his skin matches his hair now. Uh, Pete's response to Pete uh, to Paul and Harry is not really, uh, which is an interesting response because at first it's like, oh, Pete's standing up for Roger, and he's like, guys, mm-hmm. calm down. But as you get 
further in the episode, you realize he's saying like, not really, because he's sort of like, he's freaked out about the idea of Roger leaving because that could mean uh, success for one Donald Draper, you know? So right. a- anytime Pete does something nice in the show, you have to wonder what's in it for <laughs> him. Second guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, when I first watched that, I'm like, Oh, Pete's having an interesting arc in this episode. And I'm like, Oh, he's, you know what it is? He he has relapsed into pilot Pete. He's relapsed into the little shit um, Pete. You know, <laughs> the so, weasel. The weasel's back. The weasel. The ultimate weasel form. He's back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this um, guy. This guy. This guy's transformation is into <laughs> into weasel. <laughs> yeah, it's. But it's just disappointing, and uh, I kind of thought. Is, is. I I kind of thought. Pilot Pete was done after the pilot, but no, he's back and he's uh, he's stronger than ever. But um, oh, yeah. w- what about you? Do you have any uh, strong memories of your first watches of this episode, and how did it how did it hit you today? Yeah, I remember like two scenes that really stood out. Um, the the Adam hanging piece, I never remembered when that scene happened, um, so I didn't know it was coming this ep- this, this episode. I thought like it happened during that episode five or something like that. He did it immediately. And so when we watched it and it didn't happen, I was like, okay, I don't remember when that occurs, but so I don't remember that scene particularly, but the two scenes that do stand did stand out from when I watched it first was, um, Sterling and Joan in the room. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. When he's, um, when Joan asked to kiss him, I remember I remember uh, Sterling's response to that, uh, not being able to handle it, and um, and then the second piece of the episode I remember was um, uh, Peggy, and when she first tried on the the PER or whatever the passive <laughs> yeah. exercise regime. And uh, <laughs> she freaked out <laughs> when it when it was when when the quote unquote sensations <laughs> started hitting her. Right. And um, yeah, so I remember that very vividly. But um, other than that, it's nice to get a refresher on on it. And um, I really loved um, everyone had a role in this episode. I think the whole cast was here, right? If I'm not mistaken, like our main guys. I, I think Don, everybody was here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jones, even Sterling made it made his way back to the office for that for a short period of time. Yeah, he nailed um, it. Um Yeah, he yeah, he yeah, he nailed it already. <laughs> <laughs> even Betty's uh friend Francine, she's back. Oh yeah, yeah, Francine is there. She oh, had she a had baby. a really funny line. Yeah, with the um when she was mentioning uh, her um sweat stains meeting with her <laughs> meeting with her with her yeah, milk stains. Listen, I I just that think beat. she reeks of tobacco most likely. And, oh my god and liquor oh imagine the imagine the the, the smells <laughs> imagine the tobacco <laughs> and the milk and the sweat all forming together <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird um them smoking in a baby's room when, when you when you watch that in 2022 it's very like jarring you're like oh shit yeah well just just lighten up in the baby's room okay and she never stopped <laughs> while she was pregnant uh you know exactly they and just continue drank. on you know Listen, yep. mm-hmm. the baby is gonna be fine. Okay, baby's strong. Makes it stronger. Healthy. Yeah, yeah uh, natural. Stronger bulletproof. Natural immunity. <laughs> natural. <laughs> natural immunity is what I was saying to tobacco. Yeah. Natural immunity. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, Peggy's plot. We're both Peggy fangirls over here. So um, 
she's, it's just so cool to see her uh, flourish as a copywriter. Yeah, in this man. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I uh, huge good fatherhood corner coming up, but I was geeking out. Yeah. I was geeking out this episode with the uh, well with the Peggy and Don's uh, Peggy and Don uh, scenes. Nice. Uh, good tease. Uh, oh yeah. This is, <laughs> but I want to say this is not a fatherhood corner thing. Just. We've been having a little separate watches here for flow for certain characters. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But today we got to see who I think the real Ken Cosgrove is. We've we've seen glimpses of a better side of Ken throughout the season. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. when he says when he says nice work, Pegs uh, to Peggy, um, he has this really genuine and warm smile when he says it and he is genuinely it happy it was a cute moment yeah he's in a great mood he he barely avoided getting his ass kicked by freddie rumson uh so he <laughs> but but it's it's cool man he like and there are people in the office who are genuinely happy for peggy um so but this is what i love about this episode yeah. uh, peggy gets led into the boys club this is the episode yeah. where she's in it's amazing like when they start talking back and forth um uh, when Peggy's like delivering her um, her pitch for the PER, um, the rejuvenator. Yes, the rejuvenator. They start going back and forth, kind of talking about uh, someone's wife. I can't remember whose wife it was. Who knows? And Mitch, um, I think. Yeah, and she feels a little uncomfortable once they kind of just start having like this quote unquote like guy talk while she's there, and then she realizes I think she's like, oh, I'm like in. Like they're not embarrassed. So, like they're not like covering up like what they what they're thinking about they're just talking about it while i'm like standing here and she's like you know i could i could see like it was it was like a come into coming of kind of uh, excuse me um a coming of age uh uh moment uh for her almost yeah uh, which was awesome and i think also it was like a weird thing where she kind of had to just wait until they were done and kind of had nothing to say but she handled it really yeah. well i mean that's got to be awkward hearing them talk about women like that uh, but yeah. she, she handled it well, and uh, when uh, Freddie explains who the woman is, you know, Peggy just says she doesn't know this woman, and that's all. Moves on really quick. It's not like she's like, yep. "Hey, you shouldn't talk about women like that," because she's like, "That's not no. my fight today. Not my fight today." Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. here to. She played it. She played it well. She's smart. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, go go. Obviously, on. the Rachel and Don. Yeah, I yeah, know you love I Rachel. Think- I love me some Rachel, boy. I love Rachel. Um, <laughs> I have a sign up. Yo, that's what I should have in the back in my background. We started doing background designs for for this uh, for this uh, uh, TikTok. I'm gonna I'm put. I'm gonna have some type of like Rachel like collage or something <laughs> in the back. That'd be so hilarious. I love Rachel. Uh, Maggie uh, Maggie Sif. Yeah, I think that's. I don't know if that's how you say her last name, but um, yeah, fantastic actress. She's great. Oh yeah, she's 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 super strong. Um, uh, right now you're seeing her in a new sp- in a new light because um, she's uh she's 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 all the way in in on the 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 the, the Don pool of love, <laughs> and she's yeah I know it's a little <laughs> come on man. <laughs> No, 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 no explicits, but like, you know, metaphorically speaking, in the Don Pool of Love, and um, she's mush. She's mush right now. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, looking at, looking at Don, I guess, uh, I guess it's, you know, 
I guess you could see you could see how that could happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people are into that. I'm not. <laughs> some, <laughs> some people are into dark hair, you know. <laughs> Perfect body, uh, beautiful face, <laughs> amazing hair. Listen, man. I, jaw I have line. not thought about the jaw it. Line, I have not thought about it. <laughs> amazing jawline. You know, per- peak masculinity where he, he apparently... Uh, when they were like getting him ready for the show, and they shaved him uh, for his first scene of the day, uh, yeah. at, at halfway through his shift or whatever you would call it, his day, apparently yeah. a five o'clock shadow would start to form, and they'd have to shave him again. So wait for real, for real? Yeah, that's a real thing. I'll put it in the notes. What? Wow, that's really so. Listen, so man. So John Ham is like the real deal. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is a man. <laughs> he's a man. He's, uh, you may not like it, but this is, uh, you know, you know what? We're not going to shame other guys. Hey, John Ham. John Ham is a handsome man. Okay, we'll just say that he is. He is, and we are he's, secure he's enough a, a, to talk about it. Yeah, like, absolutely. It shows well on us that we can speak about yeah. it in such ways. These other Mad Men podcasts, you'll notice them sort of uh, tiptoeing around the subject. They'll be like, "Yeah, and uh, Don Draper is really handsome." And uh, well, anyway, we don't have to talk about John Ham. <laughs> They get really right, nervous. Just sidestep the whole combo. Yeah, and they say, and I've never noticed anything in his uh, pants. Well, anyway, let's change this. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people like this guy, man? I mean, he's pretty average looking to me. <laughs> Cut to the guy's laptop monitor. He's zooming in. You know where. <laughs> haters. Haters, you all. Yeah. No, all you listen, we don't objectify anyone on the show, including John Hamm. I apologize. I wasn't... T- I, yeah. You know, he... It's all love. He's honestly. he's well known for being well endowed, you know, and yeah, yeah. But I, that I, was something that came later, though. Honestly, it, not I don't think that was show, immediate. Yeah, but you yeah. can see in the women's eyes. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start, we start going down the yeah, road. Yeah. <laughs> all we'll say is props to John. Props to John. No, seriously. I mean, obviously, this role this role is him. This is this is he fits right in, and uh, you know. Him and Rachel are in full blown side side uh, side girl swing, um, and uh, but I don't you, know, man. I I'm sure you'll talk about it more, but um, it's a oh, yeah. it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky dance. It is, and you can see that um, at least for one of them, it's it's maybe harder than they expected. Uh, yeah, for or, sure. or rather, they're having to wake up to the realities of it because I think they always knew it would be hard, but. Um, let's get into that a little. And later. Rachel's that type of lady. Yeah, you know what I mean for sure. Um, Very cerebral. But what's your uh, what's your Manhattan? So for, so my Manhattan rating, I gave it a solid four point five, man. Fuck. Solid four point five. Holy shit! I, I I'm with you with the five. Like I because I I sat with this episode and I was like I was like this. There's nothing wrong with this episode. And the only thing I could think of is I need. This is not. Um, this is stupid. Like, cause I don't. I'm really splitting hairs at this at this moment. Like, this episode is like fantastic. It's written great. Um, they literally hit all of our characters in this episode too. Pretty much. Very rare like, for that to happen on Mad Men too. Yeah, and and that's very difficult. I think to do, and they did it. Um, but since since it's me and my rating, I guess I do. They even hit a little bit of the darkness, a little bit, 
right at the intro. They even gave you that. Like, it's it's almost nearly perfect. But for me, I do love a dark, um, heartfelt performance. You like when things get in really dark, is what you're saying. Yeah, That's for the five. five star. Or, re- or, yeah. or really emotional from one of the characters. Like, they, I, I, want, I want one of them to almost, not step out of character, but almost show a side that you haven't seen from them. I respect um, that. Because it happens a lot in the show. And um, and all these actors do a fantastic job of like executing those scenes when they come. And uh, I think it's the only thing that keeps... But it, again, it's really splitting hairs. It's, it's, it's nonsense, really. So, But that's the reason, if, I, if, I, if asked why, that's the reason why I threw a 4.5 at it. Hey, no, I respect that. Because I think that. it's... Yeah, I think it's nearly it's it's nearly perfect for me. I, th- yeah. I think that in order to get to those episodes that you're talking about, which again, those are fives as well for me. Um, mm-hmm. This is the simmer before a moment like that, and exactly just because it's not exploding doesn't mean that it's not just as uh, propulsive as that yep. episode. They're all part of the liftoff process. So, exactly, exactly. But but no, it's I'm not. Beauty. And you know, four point five is not something to be like. Matthew Weiner isn't crying. Uh, right now about it, you know. You couldn't give me the point five, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he's writing a strongly worded uh, letter, like he's just going to write the letter A. Uh, right. <laughs> it's like I spent two to three nights in my bed writing that episode <laughs> to get a fucking four point five. It's oh like man, <laughs> Mr. Weiner, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, R- relax, buddy. We've given you a few fives. It's all good, man. We love your show. Yeah, I still love you. Yeah. No, you don't. You hate me. You don't care. Yeah. You... <laughs> we got to work on this. And Don, our producer, is giving me the wrap it up signal. So we got to wrap it up, okay. I think. For... Obviously, he's protecting Matthew. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. All right, yeah. Don, we'll continue. <laughs> uh, but no, those are great ratings. I mean, I think that I cannot wait for the. Uh... Oh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the air yet, but we are going to do an award show uh, between seasons. Yep. So I can't wait for the awards because. The final award of the night is the uh, best overall episode of the of the season, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I told you It'd that. It'd be a beautiful stopgap. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of gaps, uh, that <laughs> sounds like something that Roger Sterling would like. And uh, oh yeah, it's time for Sterling's Gold. We're done. When God closes a door, he opens a dress. Sterling's Gold is the segment of the episode where we talk about our favorite comedic moments from the uh, the hour. And uh, Jala, did anything strike you as uh, something we needed to go over in terms of the comedy? I don't know if it's me, but for this episode, I don't know if there was a ton of like hilarious um, lines that I remember. I, I wrote down one where uh, Sterling and uh, or I should say Roger is talking with uh, Joan while she while he's uh, doing her makeup, and it it was less funny and more sweet, but still funny because it's you know because Roger. Um, and he would say, you know, like, <laughs> he was like, you're, you're the finest piece of ass I've ever had. <laughs> and I don't care who knows it. I thought that was cute and funny at the same time. Definitely. Um, yeah. And, um, then the only other one I grabbed was, um, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, from Lucky Strike, the older man. Um, his name escapes me, but, um, he was in the, he was before the meeting, he was, <laughs> He had the nerve to look into the ashtray and he's like pulling out cigarettes and he's like, hmm, they're all ours. Like, 
just to check to see if anybody yeah. was smoking anything other than Lucky Strike. So I thought that was that was amusing as well. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't grab a ton, ton this episode. Oh um, man, I thought. What about were, you? I thought there were lots of great one-liners from everybody. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you got them. I, I think, um, I think I might have been focused elsewhere this episode. But, sure, uh, lay them on me, buddy. Okay, um, I'll try. I'll keep it brief. But um, before we get into my picks, um, I was curious. Do you know? And this may sound like I'm misreading the social cues in the scene, but like, why is mm-hmm. Joan crying after Roger says what he says about, um, of all the things he's had time to think about, you know, he doesn't regret being with her. She cries and, oh, is, and she seems kind of mad at that. him because I don't really know yeah. why she reacts that way. I was watching the episode and, um, I'm like fully attuned right now to like what Joan. I don't think when I first, when I watched the show before, like, I was following everything that Joan was doing. Um, but I, I, this, this watch around, I'm really following her. And her issue with Roger is that Roger says a lot of great things, but he never does anything with those words. Like, they're just words. Joan wants more action from him, even though she knows that he's in a relationship. He has a wife, he has kids, but Joan's not really, I don't think Joan's really thinking about it like so deeply like that. Like, I don't think she, I think she cares, but not as much as maybe we would think that she would. She wants Roger to put his money where his mouth is with what he says to her. He says all these things about loving being with her and She's the greatest ever, and he misses her, and this and that. And Joan's in this space in her life where she's trying to nail something down, and she wants to be, like, the woman for uh, someone. And she has this connection with with Roger, and there's all these strings attached to it, so she can't fully be invested in it, but her heart is saying that this is what she wants to do. Got it. And Roger knows that as well, but Roger won't he he can't and won't make any real moves to cement that relationship and that's what joan wants and that's why she's upset happy and upset you know what i mean it's a mixture of emotions so she's crying because it's sweet but she's also crying because it's beautiful what he's saying but this is not going anywhere like you're not doing anything okay these are just you're just saying words to me you know what i mean like i and I, i don't know if like this is just what you're trying to say because it's the moment or like are you like being for real and this is what you want to do you know what i mean she yeah. can't she can't get what she wants from roger and it's painful for her i think it's also that he's like still doing the jokes and still treating her as the you know the side and um yeah i think she doesn't her- want to do that anymore right and i think she maybe had hope that after this experience he might have uh, changed yes. um yes and like maybe he would like make a dramatic decision. You know yeah, I mean? like I love you. Oh man, just imagining right. him saying that in her shoes, I can't imagine how. Right, you know. right. So she was, That's she the was, feeling she wants. She wants that. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. See, I was like, oh, but he's being nice. But it's like, oh well, she's disappointed because <laughs> she, yeah, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, she's crying about it. Yeah. yeah, she she really wants it. It's just it's a it's a difficult situation though. And he doesn't get it. He thinks like she he's he thinks she's still the same Joan that he left, you know, while he was in the hospital. But his absence yeah. has changed things for everybody. You know, I think he didn't know the impact he had on her. Uh, 
Right, exactly. I think cool. he's still playboying it. And um, yeah, well, I hear you, Joan. That would be that would be sad for me if uh, someone I loved, uh, you know, something bad happened to them, and then they came back, and I still had playing. expectations that they had changed from the experience. Yeah, still playing mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay, so for funny lines, um, when Ken Cosgrove says uh, something about Peggy's weight. Um, it's a cool moment. Don actually defends her, which, you know, defending a woman uh, for being heavier back then, it probably wasn't uh, something that most men would do. Uh, as you yeah. can see, everyone in the room is taking shots at Peggy. Um, but Ken says something. Father Don comes in. Yeah. And uh, Don says, uh, maybe you should put her on your regimen of sprinting out the door every day at five to five. <laughs> which I thought that was <laughs> great. Cute. Um, and yeah. then Don also has it for when Peggy is talking to him about the uh, rejuvenator. Uh, this is before the new yep. name. But uh, he uh, is trying to get her to explain what it does, you know, mm-hmm. to hear the unique woman's perspective that they need Peggy for. Peggy is shy to talk about it because it's a vibrating belt that they put, uh, you know, they put uh now i'm having a hard time talking about it <laughs> between their legs <laughs> you're in the role they, of peggy now <laughs> they put between their legs and it's it simulates uh it you know causes a, it kind of looks to, like wearing like a jock strap or like right a, or like a but it vibrates know, like a, and, and yeah but it that, vibrates that excites them uh sexually it sensationalizes them it, it sensationalizes <laughs> them which by the way that was a better code word than uh than Freddie's other guests, or for, uh, not guests, but uh, he's like, they, we should call it refreshing, and I think sensationalizing. No, no, but but Peggy offers the sensationalized or whatever. God damn yeah, it. I, I liked Peggy's too. I, Peggy's yeah, was better. Refreshing is interesting. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, shit. Stimulating was Peggy's. Stimulating. Ah, um, stimulating, which is better than refreshing. But um, yeah. So they're having a hard time getting Peggy to, you know, tell Don what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Peggy says, it's hard to put into words. And he says, then you have failed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty great line. Uh, you know, Peggy and Don, as uh, I don't want to give away character arcs, but as the seasons progress, they they get more and more funny banter between the two of them. It's uh, And it's different than every other character's banter with Don. So... Yeah, um, absolutely different. But yeah, those were my favorites. Otherwise, um, there's lots of really funny stuff with Pete going on, but it's not quotable necessarily. Right. Um, right. Oh, wait. There is one oh, quotable one. one. Yeah, there's one. Uh, yeah. there, let's when he it. says to Hildy, his secretary, um, <laughs> I know this one. He's, when he says, uh, Don and Cooper just went into Sterling's office. Let me know when they come out. And Hildy, showing a lot of backbone and sass, says, sure. I respected that. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, okay, I'll just watch them. That's all I'm going to do. And uh, Pete says one of the most legendary Pete lines up there with the chip and dip. He says, who the hell do you think you're talking to? <laughs> and it's it's not threatening at all because he's such a weak little coward of a man. He's a weasel. Yeah. He's a weasel. But... Here's the thing. I I do get a little worried that we're overusing weasel because I think everyone calls Pete a weasel. So what we need we need to do is start switching it up with the uh, adjectives. We got to get our uh, Rogel's thesaurus out and uh, Mm, find some new words. But I would say that he is a weakling. I'm down. And uh, Mm -hmm. 
a uh, <laughs> a coward, um, and so a on. chicken with his head cut off. No, I'm kidding. Hey, no, he knows what he's doing. It's just despicable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's there's, diabolical. There's lots of little funny lines throughout the episode, um, but yeah. Roger is mostly um, just trying to survive. And I think a darkly comedic moment is just that when he's talking to Don in his office and points out where the heart attack happened, he does say, yeah. I can still feel it. And you think, oh, yeah, he, he has sense memory for the incident. But mm-hmm. he, he maybe felt the other one coming on that was that was going to hit him later oh. that day. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a weird episode um, in that regard. Where Hang it's, in there, Roger. Yeah. Hope he makes it. Uh, oh, come on, man. There's so many funny lines. I just remembered another one where when Pete knocks on the door and opens the door while knocking, his first thing he says to Don uh, is, when, when he goes into Sterling's office, is, is he dead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> you know what's cute? Don went in there and said that also when yes. he first walked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he, is he dead? Hey, that's a cool, <laughs> cool hint that maybe Don and Pete are going to be more alike than we realize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe more, uh, you know, father. Don, I think of you like a father figure. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I mean it when I say that. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be the best line. And it just, it, it throws the whole game out. It just, it uh, it buries the lead. It buries the ah, metatextual lead of Pete and Peggy <laughs> being his work kids. And it just turns it into text. That's what, that's what certain bad film franchises would do. They'd Ugh. have a character go... I think of you as a father figure. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you, what do you think, think about that? What do you think about what I just said? And then the main character goes, nice. <laughs> I think of you as my child. Um, okay. Uh, uh, good times. Well, I've dominated this section, so it's only appropriate that uh, it's time for my section. Uh, yes, indeed. Michael's mental health nook and pied Uh This is where I talk about the relationship issues in the episode. As well as mental health stuff that's going on. Um, I figure it's only appropriate to talk about Betty in this episode. Um, ah. Now, this is a, a plot line that really works for the time period. Um, because yeah. the idea of Betty being home alone uh, and letting a salesman into the house briefly, it doesn't feel catastrophic if you're watching a show in the aughts or in the 2020s. But... Um, in the 60s, the show does a really great job of portraying this as, like, risky, dangerous, kind of yeah. provocative. Um, yeah. And I, I do think, Betty, this wouldn't have happened probably if uh, if she wasn't home alone. Uh, and I don't mean home alone like Macaulay Culkin, like she's a child. I'm not trying to infantilize <laughs> her. But mm-hmm. the show does show Betty by herself in the house. And they, they have the floor creak. And you can tell she's not doing well. Um, we don't know how long Don has been in the city. But we see he is changing at the office. And there's a mm-hmm. whole drawer full of shirts. And I think the implication is he's been gone for a bit. And uh, yep. at the end of the episode, Betty doesn't even know if he's going to be home that night. You know, She called the office, didn't get a response. Who knows? Um, right. But... Um, <clears throat> I feel for Betty in this one. Um, she doesn't do anything wrong. Um, and she, like, 
stops anything from happening by them going into the bedroom, which, by the way, the show does a good job of making you wonder, like, wait, was the guy up to no good? Like, was the salesman up to no good? Um, that's the brilliance of, of the way that that's, that whole segment was shot. Yeah. Um, it was so weird because I almost... It almost... I don't know if it was just me, but it almost felt dream-like. Yes. Didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, I was like, this is brilliantly shot. It feels dreamy. It feels fantasy. But it's actually happening. I had to actually like think about it and watch it, and I was like, oh, no, no, this is actually happening. Okay. An- another brilliant thing they do is... Um, the camera work is such that when Pe- when Betty first opens the door and talks to the guy, you don't see his face. Uh, yeah. For the first like four lines of their conversation, so he's outside of our view too. So when he gets let inside mm-hmm. their home, he's let inside the home that the viewers have seen. So it's like, yep. oh, what's going on with this new character? Um, right. And I, at first, I'm thinking he's totally innocent. He's just a salesman. But then mm-hmm. the way they shoot them going upstairs and the way he is being told to leave by Betty, it almost makes you wonder, wait, was he thinking maybe something was going to happen when they went up to the bedroom? So, I the scene... This is the scene kind of where I noticed that Peggy was kind of in Betty. a... Uh, thank you, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it kills me we'll, when, I, when I screw their names up. We'll edit that one out, because it's not funny <laughs> yes. if they... If I say it's comedic gold, then I'm yelling at you, Betty. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where I become like a bully that's, to you. That's that's part of the the comedy, though. You know what I mean? Bad cop, good, <laughs> bad cop, good cop. No, no, no. But um, Betty in the in the scene is it's this is the scene where I noticed that she was really in a vulnerable space and very she was very wanting. Um, and it's ironic the episode being so hot you know what i mean yeah um kind of fits with i think how betty especially in that scene felt very like it, it was it was it was like a it was it was um fantasy-ish for her like to have this random you know salesman guy i mean all this stuff kind of fits with like don's like old makeup you know he yeah. don used to be a salesman he was a young guy once, you know what I mean? Like who tried to like, who's very confident and like tried to swoop in on her when he when she you know when she wasn't like when she wasn't looking or whatever the case. And she kind of runs into like this type of scenario that she kind of I think tries to mold it almost into her mind because the way it's shot, <clears throat> Peggy or excuse me, Betty is is looking at she keeps giving him looks. Like these um, innocent, like doe eye looks, uh-huh. and you can tell that he's not really catching on because he's not watching her while she's doing these looks to at him. He's kind of like looking in his papers, like yeah, you could really use a da 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 da. And she's kind of like she keeps like walking closer to him and like up against him, like not up against him, but like very no. like she's following him like around the house. Almost. I I noticed like, very closely. I noticed when he's showing her the uh, the window. <clears throat> That she goes, yeah. you know, pretty close to him, and yeah, but but I don't know. There, I think there is something in his face when they're going upstairs, and the way he says, if, "Is that really? If that's what you want, you know?" Right. There is something, yeah. but that could be being seen, and I believe it's filmed from Betty's perspective. Um, yes. So, yep. the so from the, Betty's perspective, yeah. So I, I think that this guy makes Betty feel wanted, 
reminds right. her of Don. Um, and it's a perfect storm for her to feel kind of guilty about thinking about straying, you know? But Yeah, um, she couldn't pull the trigger. It, I think it is so cool that there's two different plots in this episode about, uh, you know, the female orgasm. Uh, because that's something yeah, that that's pretty great. censors on TV, like, for some reason, like, they really hate people talking about it. I remember there was a Scrubs episode where mm-hmm. they had to censor the fact that a character was on a dryer, um, you know, or they, really? had, they were, they were, put, they were pressured to do that. Um, cause they didn't like the fact that they were talking about women, um, pleasuring themselves, you know? Um, it's the annoying thing about American, t- um, media, by the way. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It, it's, you know, you could show someone getting their head blown off, but you oh, can't, yeah. You can't show someone getting a blowjob, you know? Um, And I'm not saying that I need to see more of both those things at once. Um, But But I mean, you you know what I mean? It's just this double standard of like a kid can watch something with their parents about someone getting their throat slit or killed or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, if there's anything remotely God forbid is a boob there. Right. We we can have conversations as a family about stuff, you know, like... Right. I I think that there's certain things that kids shouldn't see, obviously. Sure. Um, sure. But when it's a, a show that's not for kids, like Scrubs wasn't for kids, Mad Men isn't right. for kids. Mad Men, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's really cool that, and it makes the episode really thematically linked that we're talking about Peggy exploring yep. her sexuality. We're talking about Betty exploring her sexuality not sure how you could confuse that when they both have the same plot this episode no not the same plot but um the same you know i i don't know man it's just it's cool i think it's really cool it is cool and uh i mean god love i'm happy doing it i'm happy for both these characters uh especially peggy because she got to have a really great day and uh got promoted and then got to like she she i think you know what it is they're both scared of their sexuality at first Peggy yeah. is scared when the, the belt is working and she's she's freaked out. <laughs> and I think that's a com- that was probably a common attitude for women in the 60s, you know, to be freaked yeah. out by, you know, that stuff. And uh, right. Especially not knowing that it's a coming either. Yeah. And uh, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have to move on from that. Um, but moving along. But no, it's it's, and I, I I was very happy for Betty that her kids were gone, that the maid wasn't there, and she, you know, this may be too. Where were far, the kids? Uh, probably at school or uh, being at the park with the maid. But I, I yeah. guess I assume they were gone because it's like the ideal, and this maybe can get edited out. You, I don't. I think I'm the editor for this episode, but. Yeah, you know when no one's home and you're able to, you know, do that. Yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, awesome. you have the free time. It's a lot of free time. There's nobody there to like it's bother. A great like, feeling. oh, someone's gonna open the door. Yeah, well, it's a great feeling, and let's destigmatize yeah. talking about it. Like, we don't have to go too far, obviously, but like, it's it's yeah. an awesome thing to be home alone and like you have the house to yourself, and uh, you know, there's it's natural, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing I'm. We can be about. more European about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not too European, you know. Right. <laughs> they get a little weird. Like a friend stops by to borrow a cup of sugar, and they're like, "Oh, oh yes, don't worry, I'm just uh, joking off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done over don't, here. Don't, don't mind that. me. <laughs> 
I am almost done over here. Yes. Yeah. Just one second. <laughs> uh, just one second. Just one. The sugar, it's on, it's on its way. Uh, it's on its way. So, that's terrible. <laughs> yo, yo, uh, yo. The sugar is on its way. It's, it's, it's a terrible line. So, anyway, uh, I'm not a pervert. Um, the other no. thing I want to mention is I really identify with Rachel. Uh, as, as interesting as it sounds um, just her worrying about something being a fantasy um, I get it I've been there in oh, relationships yeah. and in things that didn't turn out to be relationships yeah and uh, she's right to think that honestly she is and she is right and in her gut mm-hmm. I think she knows she's right yeah oh yeah absolutely and she's, she, she she absolutely knows it she's doing the thing where she's talking to friends about it but not revealing the whole truth which is I, I've done mm-hmm. that in the past where yeah. I don't want people to hate the girl that I like so I'll just mm-hmm. not reveal the whole situation but of course, of course. <laughs> um, and she's lying to her friend though she's, she's saying oh yeah we're not seeing each other nothing's happened nothing's they're, happening they're <laughs> fucking something has happened no, yeah it's already <laughs> happened right she's just keeping that that piece concealed a little bit to protect yourself by the way the actor um, for her friend i love how she said that goy you're seeing you know that was cool that goy that felt it felt like a very authentic conversation didn't it just two friends yeah that's her sister right oh i thought it was her friend yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's her older sister you're probably right. they keep talking about like daddy daddy wouldn't like him etc et yeah you're right you're right yeah. my memory she's cute Ain't so she's good. Cute. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. She, she, she. Um, they, they do look um decently different a little bit. Not to say that siblings can't look decently different, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I, I thought that was a cute conversation they had. Um, it's also cute when she, when she's um, she's so green. She's like, I don't really know how this, how this is gonna, like, how this is supposed to go. Basically, yeah. Like while she's like laying in bed, I thought that was cute um you know yeah. don i don't think don's ever done the the line i'm going to leave my wife for you but he came because like, that's quote, an old, unquote yeah that's the cliche right um you're right even roger <clears throat> said it at one point but he came pretty close with uh i just need to figure out what to do that's a good yes. one good cliche which is the line behind the i'm leaving my mm-hmm. life it's, it's the one that comes before it there's no future megan knows it don knows it and he's being honest when he says he doesn't think about it. By the way, uh, and she doesn't realize. Yeah, this is the defense mechanism honest. he uses. Yeah. yeah, he can compartmentalize yeah. like a mother. You know. Oh yeah, he's he's I very him. good at that. <laughs> and poor, very good. I poor Rachel. She it, says that's a powerful mind you have there. I wish you know. My I, I just can't stop thinking about it. She says, and it's just like yeah. There's a thing with that. I feel you when you say like. Um, that uh, sometimes we wish we kind of had that that uh, on-off switch. But, you know, on the grand scheme, it's not healthy, though. No. there's It's, it's not. It's, when you live your life with integrity um, and you don't compartmentalize as much, there's nothing wrong with compartmentalizing in order to preserve your mental health. I'm not saying sure, that. But, sure. but there is yeah. a way to compartmentalize that's really damaging to you and other people. Uh, so Right. Yeah, sometimes it's best to not compartmentalize. It's up to you to decide right. when to do it and when not. But I think uh, if you follow your heart and your gut, you'll usually know. Uh, but hey, I'm just a dad man. 
that's just my catchphrase. That's man. just a, that's just my catchphrase. <laughs> but hey, I'm just a dad man. It's like a Looney Tunes type man. thing. Yeah, um, that's cute. Okay, so I think that's about it for my segment. Um, did I? You know, mental health. I guess. I think I kind of went into everything I needed to with the mental health stuff. I mean, Betty does seem more. I guess I guess I could go into. Um, Betty is starting to stand up to Don more, and she's starting to seem like she needs him less, and I think that's why he's mad at the therapist. Um, I think he's full of shit when he says that she is now worse because of therapy. He's he's in of de- course he's in denial. He's lashing out. He's lashing out, and also he's lashing out at her about the salesman because it happened while he was gone, and he he knows he's shitty, and he wants to make her feel like shit, like he does. Yeah. So right. he uses that as an excuse to attack. Um, yeah, man. That's I guess that's my mental health talk for the episode. Uh, for sure. Uh, oh, and finally, uh, mm-hmm. don't sleep with another woman and leave your wife alone. Uh, <laughs> for multiple days, by that's, the way. That sucks. Yeah, that's not good. Assumed yeah. multiple days. Assumed multiple days. The writers, they didn't let us know how many days, but it's, you know, could be one day, could be two days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be months. No, it's not months. <laughs> that would be insane. That'd be cool. <laughs> Betty's just like <laughs> that'd be cool for that'd Don. Be cool. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Can you imagine if he comes home and she's like, "It's been months," and he's like, "Where's dinner?" That's <laughs> I terrible. got partner. I got partner, brother. <laughs> That's right. We didn't mention that Don's partner in this episode. Congrats, Don. Thank you, big boy. God, the idea of him coming back after months and then saying, I got partner, is so great. Because it's like, that's the only reason he came back, to just let her know I got partner. Yeah. I have to go back to work. I'm partner now. Yeah. Uh, I'm busting my ass. <laughs> providing food for you, uh, or money and food for you guys. You know, and She's like, you haven't, brought, <laughs> you haven't been home in months. We haven't gotten any money. The money's, the money's there. Just check the bank account. <laughs> uh, okay. You're getting very good with it. <laughs> Imagine a world yep. where money is not an object. <laughs> it's, in your, it's in your heart. What? <laughs> Daddy? Uh, okay. It's time uh, for my favorite segment. Dad break. Jala's dad break. Dad break. Woo. With some here, uh, with some cameos from Mr. Roland in the house, yes, the Roland man in the house. <laughs> I should have like a like a. This should be it should be like a bad, bad radio segment where I'm just like pressing sound effects, <laughs> just sound clips and oh. like laughter and shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Doing like the fart fact, noises. The fact that I said in the house stupidly and then you went along with the bit was just beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it just made me so it's ashamed. The tag team for a reason, man. Tag team <laughs> made me deeply ashamed. Oh, okay, uh, it's good times though. It's good times, buddy. It's good times. Woo. So, Minnesota's in the news, buddy. What do you know for what? Let me think. Hopefully for something good. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Minnesota is um, legalized. Edibles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hemp-related THC, to be specific. Um, but it's basically the, the exact same effects and things. So it's really a side skirt. 
Um, they were, and they just got it by the Republicans. So I guess they didn't read it that they didn't read the bill that well or something. That. They're like, yeah, they're like, oh, I thought it was uh, something about like hemp being more accessible or something like that. They're like, no, no, we uh, we legalized the the edible piece. So uh, and um, so that that's Minnesota is the only state that has edibles legal and the other uh, at a certain milligram amount. Um, I believe it's 50 milligrams or something like that um, per purchase anyway. Um, and um, I think we're the only state that has that, but not the other stuff fully legalized, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and so I was actually pretty geeked out about it because um, I've been dabbling a little bit here and there in my older age with, um, with, uh, with, kind of more the edible like gummy or like brownie situation mm-hmm. and um i've enjoyed the feels of that versus actually smoking it um which is kind of weird i think people kind of are, are obviously i think more into smoking smoking thc or like weed or whatever versus like edibles or anything else um but for me i actually like the the feel that the edible gives um it's um, and so I had to uh, once they, they legalized this um I believe on Friday, uh, last Friday, and um, I think on Saturday I went to go I, I I searched up on Google I was like okay what are the spots that are like actually selling this type of stuff, um, and it's 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 actually hilariously ironic because, like I've been trying to figure out like. I mean, it's not it's not incriminating, I guess, anymore. But like, I was trying to figure out like how to get like edibles like easily, like more easily. Sure. Um, um, and I don't use it that often, but it's it's a nice little thing to have like in the stash, like for like unwinding or like whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, similar to I treat it similar to like <clears throat> a glass of wine at night or something, or like um, or like a, a drink at the end of the day or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I've been, I've been kind of looking around like very loosely and boom, this law just hits. <laughs> my friend sent, sent me that. I only know cause my friend sent me like an article saying like, Oh, Minnesota is legalizing, uh, THC, you know, hemp, you know, edibles da, 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 like on Friday. Uh, and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. This, 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 uh, this fills that gap. So yeah. now you can legally, as Minnesotans, you can just go down to a spot if you find it. Um, I found one in Minneapolis. I don't know the city specifically, but it was in Minneapolis, I believe, um, closer to 694. And uh, there's another one in St. Paul and uh, that I'll probably go check out, too. And, uh, yeah, you can roll on down and pick up some uh, hemp-related uh, THC gummies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I I tried I tried one out to see how 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 it fare um, versus the stuff that I've had like from friends, and um, it hits the exact same, which I was sweet. very surprised by. I was like, "Oh, sweet, okay, so this is this could be like the new like you know thing or whatever." Um, I, th- I think it's fairly harmless, honestly. I mean, th- within uh, within uh, uh, moderation and uh, reason, of course, but. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's pretty exciting news. Um, 
Minnesota is such a weird state, isn't it? Like, we have a lot of, like, we, we are almost on an island compared to the states around us. It's very bizarre. Uh, We're, um, I know you've noticed. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we pretend to be, like, the most progressive blue state, and we, in many ways, Minnesota does get to be progressive sometimes, but then it yeah, took sometimes. the state forever to legalize selling alcohol on Sunday. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was fucking weird. It was just creepy to me. Like, it is really weird. It is really <laughs> and weird. this this whole Wisconsin thing. just like full blown. By the way, yeah, yeah. So you can just drive to Wisconsin if you live close enough. But uh, I would never advise right. doing that. Um, <laughs> right. I used to be the like ultimate CBD gummies guy. Like I even oh uh, okay. I even had them at work. Uh, yeah. And I just destigmatized it. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna. I don't know. Like. My coworkers would laugh because I'd be like, "Man, I'm I'm really stressed out today. Time for a gummy, you know?" <laughs> they, they, yeah, <laughs> they'd laugh really hard. But it was like, I don't know. I think I did a little my part about like showing people it was okay to take a, a gummy if you were stressed. Or I would also yeah. talk to them about therapy, like just not oh, to yeah. like convert them, but I'd just be like, "Yeah, I uh, I need to see my therapist this week. That's for sure. I can't mm-hmm. wait till Thursday. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not like I'm always talking about my own shit, but it just would come up organically. Um, right, the best way. But yeah, I I have not done the uh, the what's it called THC. Yeah, that's the part. That's the the I guess the component in weed or yeah. Hemp I've not done that, any uh, of that stuff yet. The, yeah, those mm-hmm. products, but um, uh, the CBD gummies I had, they do help you sleep, and they helped me with my anxiety. Uh, they were a lifesaver for like a year or two years almost. So, um, see, Al's got my uh, my wife Al. She's got she got to hear that because um, I think she wants to dabble in it as well because she has anxiety too. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're um this I guess this is kind of like you can let me know if this is like. Do, you don't want this I mean I guess you're editing the episode but when you were doing the CBD gummy stuff for anxiety were you also on um, any regular medication as well uh, so I started out just doing the CBD gummies um, okay I so think you didn't have anything in the system then not yet no uh, okay my my treatment the way I treated my anxiety and depression was um, in February I started more regularly ordering those gummies Mm -hmm. Um, February or March or something like that Um, and after a few months of that I'm like wow I really noticed this does soften the edges a bit but I uh, I'm still having a hard time living my daily life with so much like uh, tension and and stress and fear about like daily activities Um, yeah so at that point I spoke to a um, you know psychiatrist Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's psychiatrist when they prescribe stuff I don't know Um, and, um, I was given a medication at that point. Um, okay. And then I took, I took the medication along with the CBD gummies when things got hard, even with the medication. Uh, how did that help? It helped out a lot. I was very, um, you know, I, I do want to say I, I did also have like Xanax slash Klonopin for Uh if, um, extremes I, yeah right? super extremes yep um yep i know i know the game yeah yeah um but those are like break glass in case of emergency um, exactly exactly <laughs> um but and that's their purpose honestly i mean yes, that's how they should that is being used i think that's how they should be used, yeah but. um the yeah. treatment was successful you know i mean i uh 
I think it was, let's see. So I started taking the meds in, in May of 2019, plus the gummies. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. uh, I stopped taking medication, tapering off responsibly in yep. uh, April of 2021. So okay. about two nice. years um, with maybe a dosage change twice or so. Um, okay. But um, I still took gummies after I stopped taking the medication and tapered off from it. Nice. Um, okay. So it was it was part of my like wellness Regiment. plan. Yeah. And, yeah. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So I would just say that you know everyone's different. Everyone has a different plan that works for them. Um, and you know, but if your if your wife is wondering about CBD gummies, um, mm-hmm. it couldn't hurt. It truly not yeah. a doctor, not a doctor, but of course she knows herself. And if she takes the CBD gummies and they don't help. Oh, then oh, they no, don't help. They don't help. Right. But it's it's not. In my experience, it wasn't habit forming, and um, no, I don't it, think so. It helped me sleep. That's the beauty of it, yeah. I think, too. But it helped me sleep, and it, it just helped. It helped make the jagged, sharp pains of life become mm-hmm. dulled, softer, and yep. you could just relax more and and be yourself as opposed to a bundle of nerves. So. Right, for sure, and I, and I, that's why I asked. That's why I was asking you because um, I wasn't sure if like the medication would like prevent the CBD from like doing no. its job, and that's why I wanted to ask you. Good, good question. Um, yeah, you you know, if anything, they they work together because the CBD is very subtle. Like, mm-hmm. there's people who are subtle. Or I mean, I'm sorry, not subtle. There's people who are cynical and they doubt it even mm-hmm. works. And you know what? If right. I'm if I'm a victim of, of a placebo, then I feel no shame because it, either way it works. Um, I was going to say, it still does its job, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not a victim if the placebo works, by the way. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. Um, I was advised by my um, counselor that, you know, they weren't going to, like, fight each other. You know, it's it's not... Oh, okay. Dope. It's not that type of thing at all. Good, good question. I was curious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, okay, that's great to hear. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's why this ruling is so cool because, and why, it, it's not that I love edibles so much or I'm like a a huge hobbyist of this stuff, but I can just imagine someone yeah. like you or me or your wife or anybody who mm-hmm. is going through a hard time and maybe this being more readily available is going to help them out. You know, so it is a right. cool piece of news, exactly for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's great. And speaking of the CBD, I, I with the with the THC gummies, I got um, I got a like a CBD slash I guess CGD or something like that um, combo gummy for her to try. But I think I might. She hasn't tried it yet, but I'll let her know what we're what we talked about. Yeah, and. Um, see see how she feels about it but maybe i should just do like strictly cbd mm-hmm. because i think the cbd slash mix with the whatever the cgd or whatever it was i think is more of like um i think it is like less used for sleep and more for like um a boost like um feel good like um f- fighting off like l- like low feels or whatever and kind of and i try i tried some of it actually and um what I noticed from the CBD mixed with the whatever it is, um, I f- the mood, my mood felt um, up more. Yeah, which was interesting. It's I think cool. people who have had bad experiences with either weed or edibles, they get scared about 
taking these gummies, right? Um, yeah. And they say it's similar to to marijuana. What? I'm scared. But <laughs> the thing is, is it's not going to hit you like um, smoking a bowl would. It's not going to hit you like a uh, an edible brownie would hit you. Right. Um, yeah. This is a very small dosage of cannabinoid. Is that how you pronounce it? No, cannabis. Yes, cannabinoid. Yeah, <laughs> cannabinoid oil, and um, it's it's really without the THC because we're talking about the CBD gummies when we're talking about what yeah. I went through. Um, you're not yeah. gonna have the feelings of anxiety potentially or paranoia, uh, and you won't mm-hmm. get that super high feeling either. It's more like a, a levitating and feeling good thing, uh, very subtle. Right. So, um, yeah, I liked it. Talk I to your doctor. It. I enjoyed both. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your therapist. Whatever. We're not, you know, medical experts. Uh, nope. These are just experiences that we're having. Personal experiences that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. may, tell what I what I just said there. I think that's maybe what Al Al needs to hear. Uh, potentially. Yeah, I don't definitely. know. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think she'll enjoy hearing that. Yeah. Honestly. Cool. Um, what a dad break. Well. Um, right. <laughs> before we get back to it, um, quick shout out to. Tim Heidecker and Japanese Breakfast, two recent releases that I'm uh, spinning, and uh, nice, nice. I'm still spinning Kendrick. I'm uh, I, I want to do Keem next, but I'm I'm just really enjoying both To Pimp a Butterfly and uh, Mr. Morale. So um, the big steppers and the big steppers, yes, great album, too. Man. Uh, great album. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's time for uh, the headlining act of this rock concert. Jala's Fatherhood Corner. <laughs> yes, we are here. <laughs> we are here in the Fatherhood Corner. We're rocking out. Uh, this episode, man, some good stuff. Some some great some great fatherhood stuff. Some great um, trials and tribulations with um, Don and Betty as well. Uh, but I got to start with the most fun. Which is the relationship, father-daughter, with Peggy. Uh, a few notes that happened in this episode. Um, I thought it was very cute that Peggy was was embarrassed initially when she was trying to talk about the product with Don. Yeah. And um, kind of not really wanting to say specifically what she was feeling or how to verbalize it. She, you know, being modest, not, you know, trying not to sound crude, but uh, she learns later that, you know, she's dealing with a pack of, you know, pack of guys that just kind of speak. And um, I think she gets she gets over it. But uh, Don really gives her a, a really like fatherly tip as she's leaving and basically telling her like how she should think about the product, you know, think about it deeply, you know, forget about it. And then it'll just come come at you. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. I forgot to mention that. That's in my notes. Yeah, that's the best creative advice I've ever heard on a TV show. It's so Ooh. it's so true. When I'm songwriting, um, mm-hmm. sometimes you're you've been staring at your guitar trying to think of the right lyric or the right chord progression. Um, yep, and you just start like fuck, you know. So when he says <laughs> think about it deeply, and then yep. forget about it, let go of it, and it'll yep. jump up in your face. I'll have it where after I put my guitar away for the day and I'm out getting froyo, let's say, um, <laughs> then this awesome idea comes to me. He's exactly right. I've never heard a show uh, say it like Verbalize that. Verbalize it like yeah. that, right? Yeah. And I, I just thought, 
I, I don't know if I didn't notice that the previous watches or what, but it's the best creative advice ever to think about it deeply. I definitely didn't remember that at all. It's awesome. Go on. But it's I, super succinct. Yeah. Super succinct, too. Not like convoluted, long diatribe about creativity. and Think about an animal. You know what I mean? He was just, boom. Yeah. Serving it up. And, uh, you know, uh, Peggy just gave a cute, you know, like a nice smirk. And she's like, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, she, she, she saw what that moment was, which I, which I thought was great. Like, it didn't pass her by. Like, he's just, you know, talking at me. And now I'm just going to go about my business. She really took that in. And, um... It's a it's a it's a beautiful scene they have uh, together, and then um, she does this really cute thing that reminds me of a father, uh, like a father daughter, or just like um, a um, the father and uh, child relationship when she's in the board meeting with all the guys, and uh, they're asked like they're like, but what does it do? And then she does this cute thing where she like looks at Don. She's yeah. Like, and then, I can't do it. And then, yeah, and then, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, that would be the the words that, could, that that would fit in that space. And Don just bails her out, you know, like a father was super cute. And he's just like, you know, it vibrates, basically. You know, he's yeah. like telling them, like, what it does. It bailed her out. I thought that was awesome. Um, I just love the relationship that they have. And, like, as we've, you know, we're, we're in episode 11, I believe, now. Yep. And, um you're, you, it, we're really starting to see the relationship between Don and Peggy build and become more and more um, vibrant and um, and caring. Honestly, yeah. there's a lot of caring there, which I which I love. And in um, my memory banks of season one, I remember like Peggy climbing the ranks as being something that happens more like almost on accident. Like I remember, yeah. It just sort of happens, the Belle Jolie thing, and Don is more just like watching it happen and is kind of like whatever about it. But no, yeah. he's, he's helping her along and literally supporting her in doing the next steps for her career here and mm-hmm. supporting her asking for a raise. He is lifting her up. He's not pulling the ladder out from behind him on the journey no. to success. So it's I was totally wrong. There, it's so weird how you and I have both had these moments where season one... It it's totally different in my memories than how it actually was. Like Right. That's what makes the carousel such an interesting segment because like the even the Pete and Peggy timeline, like I was talking to my mom about something and uh, mm-hmm. I was talking about um the episode where we're in now where Pete says, Well, it looks like everyone liked it and my mom says, Oh, is that um before they went to that party and he says, I don't like you like this. And it's mm. like, no, it's totally different. That's way after that. And yeah, yeah. But, but I totally get it because I definitely remember the, I don't like you like this happening, like right before the Later. finale. Yeah. I remember it being right. like the last thing before the show. And you know, it's the timeline. It's gets funny so, how impactful that scene is too, by the way. Right. Yeah. I remember great. that scene vividly as hell as well. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, what I mean to say, not to get off task is that Don is a supporter of Peggy and her career and he does oh, yeah. care about her. You can tell. So super supporter. Um, my favorite piece in that, because here's, here's the scene. I mean, the scene is she goes in there and she's basically trying to ask for the raise, like you mentioned. And Don could have been like, he could have just stomped all over it. He could have yeah. been like, no, I'm not giving you a raise or, you know, 
the way you're asking for it, like, I don't even want to give it to you. Like, instead, he says, if you're going to ask for a raise, like, ask for it. You know, he says, like, a man, but he's like, ask for the raise, you know what I mean? With confidence, basically. Yeah. Like, he's teaching her. He's trying to show her if you, this is the space that you want to get into, you got to you gotta really go for it. You know what I mean? Like, don't tiptoe around it. Like, if you want it, you got to ask for it and mean it. He's like, and then she's, as soon as he gives her that, she's like, oh, yeah, I want, okay, then I want this amount of money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I want my own office. And um, just blossoming, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peggy just blossoming in front of... I mean, she's blossoming in front of Don, for goodness sake. Like, we're both, like, having the same the same reaction to Peggy as she's growing. Don and the viewer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's, like, coming up, and it's it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Hey, how about that date? That's, uh... That was a very interesting scene, because Peggy... Oh, right. When she talks about Joan, she says, my friend Joan. So... We were right in that episode a few weeks ago where it's like, oh, this is the end of the power dynamic with, with Peggy and uh, and Joan. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Peggy isn't really scared of Joan anymore. <laughs> no. uh, I'm she, sure she Joan doesn't is... look at Joan as like over her. You know no, what I mean? it shows her progress. It shows her progress. Um, She's growing. I kind of empathize with the dude a little bit because she says, uh-huh. uh, so you, you drive a truck. Um to talk about his career <laughs> but he he's also super insecure he's a 60s guy and he could not handle the fact that she like has so much going on and she's yeah, like she, part of the city you know he's very suburban and suburbany slash it almost you know it's so funny like the way she's speaking to him and their like neighborhood is almost seems like rural rural I hate saying that word because I rural. feel like I'm not... Yeah, si- yeah rural. <laughs> rural. It makes it seem... Rural, exactly. It makes it seem... It makes him seem like rural and country bumpkin. But it's literally like he's just like a suburb guy. Right. And like he's just not a city guy. Like so they keep bringing up, oh, so you drive a truck. Or like he kept asking her, like, didn't he, didn't he also ask her, like, Don't you, so you drive a truck? Like I think he was like really interested in the fact that she... Like, like almost if he like was, her he was mom bringing told up, him. No, he was he was saying that she said so. You drive a truck. He was he was bringing up that she mocked him by asking that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I missed that context. I was like, no. does she think? Yeah, okay. So I just because she had just said, yeah, that, "Why are you mocking my job?" And he said, "So you drive a truck." And was I see? But um, I see. no, that guy He's being slick. He had a chip on his shoulder. Um and. Yeah. He felt insecure because she, I think she also is, it's not really a conversation, you know, it's more like, no, oh, I've got this going on. And then she yeah. says, I've got this going on, etc. Uh, yeah. So it's a scene where I don't think that Peggy was necessarily like the good guy in the situation. No. Um, no. But he was shittier in the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Once he threw it, once he, yeah, once he threw the jab. That, that she doesn't look like the ladies who live there yeah you don't look like them yeah wait wait but um <laughs> don't go please I'm sorry please love me <laughs> i make him sound like a country guy i'm, I'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry boss i'll drive a chip <laughs> trip. Yeah, that's how so. she views it man it is and she's I, so she's so into the into the city life and she wants to be that girl you know what i mean she you wants know to what? be that she's faker than she's ever been in that scene that than we've know, ever seen her so it's an interesting like is this what the character is going to become 
talking about how her friend is a scream or a character that sounds like something that like trudy or betty would say you know right right interesting right uh, but we don't have to spend yeah. too much more time on it. But I just want—I think we'd be remiss without. I think that's one of my favorite scenes this season. That that scene because it's just so. Yeah. I, I have a real. Weakness it's almost out for, of character. Right. I think it's just that she's really uncomfortable and forced into yeah. this blind or not blind date, but just date. But uh, she didn't want it. Yeah. I have a weakness for cringe comedy, and there's some cringe in that scene that I really like. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm with you on that. Totally with you on that. Um. Getting to the the Don Betty beats, as far as from like a husband perspective, you know, I mean, Don is making similar mistakes and he's kind of continuing them, but I think a lot more obviously, not to Betty specifically, but more obvious in the way that he's just being gone a lot more and a lot, and maybe even a bit longer, it seems, and he seems detached. And Betty yeah. notices this. Um, she doesn't like it. She hates it. She's like, I think he's even detached physically. Because a lot of this episode with Betty is like wanting some physical attention. And Don just like has excuse after excuse. Not really excuse, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he gets what Betty is trying to do. And he keeps kind of just like putting it on the back burner. And and it's upsetting her, you know what I mean? And it's to the point where she, like, feels like she... To the point where, like, she puts herself in a quote-unquote dangerous situation with um with the sales guy coming in there. And kind of, like, wanting that to, you know, almost devolve or into something that she couldn't even think to actually fully execute. Um, and then him... Then her just trying to get a rise out of Don in the bed by saying like yeah he was here you know this guy was here with the da 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 because like he was ready to just be like i'm gonna go to bed yeah and she was pissed at that she's like no this guy's gonna go to bed he knows like you know you haven't been here right i want to be closer and you're kind of you i think you realize that and just kind of just like you know ignoring it so she's like all right i'm gonna tell you that this guy came in willy-nilly i let him into the house and he's looking you know he's and he's you know Talking about giving us an air conditioner, and then you know Don snaps. She has that really weird scene where she's like talking to um, her friend. Uh, I can't remember her name now. But Francine. Uh, yeah, Francine. And she's like, "Yeah, he's really protective." And then she's kind of like in a delusion. It's I hate when she gets like that when she kind of like has to like bail Don out in this weird like yeah in this weird weird way. Great editing. Um, but I understand why. Oh, yeah. Super great. Because it just freezes on her face. It doesn't freeze, forgive yep. me. But it, it just stays on her after she says that, knowing she doesn't really believe what she just said. Well, his reaction to, she wants to. the guy being there, he's kind of pissed, but he's not really he mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go crazy. <laughs> and she's probably disappointed <laughs> because he's by detached. that. Yeah. Right. Because he's detached, he's like, he's not fully up in arms. But she got a rise out of him. And, sure. and for her, like, since she hasn't had any contact or any, like, vibe from him at all, yeah. anything is better than nothing for Betty at this point. Right. So, when, like, when I'm going to st- get the rise. When you stop fighting, uh, that's when the relationship is over. As opposed to, like, if, if, if you still are having the occasional fight, it's like they still care. 
both people do. Right. But, or at least you're getting some energy back and forth, whether right. it's through discussion or arguments or whatever the case. It doesn't have to be full on. Yeah, but, yeah, of course not. You know, she got what she wanted in that space. You know what I mean? Did, did she, though? Because she keeps... You'll notice sometimes she, yeah. she's, when she's talking to Francine, she keeps saying the guy was so pushy. And it's like she's really trying That's to... That's all cover up, man. Yeah. It's all delusions and sadness. Yeah, and, she... Yeah, she's just really trying to build a, 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 a like weave a weave a tale about like what what actually occurred. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a sad moment for her, and um, in a way. And Don, this is what I'm saying about Don and his husband. Like he's not, he's just not, he's just he's removed. He's not, he's not in a space where he can even care for her from a physical standpoint. You know what I mean? Like. There's a there's um there's like levels to like detachment I think you yeah. know what I mean yep. there's there's spaces where people like okay they're not speaking but or 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 how I don't know like the hierarchy but like say like they're fighting too much level one level two is like they don't they're not speaking but they are still physical then level three is like they're not speaking and then they're not physical either you know what I mean and I feel like that's where like Don is sitting. He's in the space where, like, they don't really talk and they're not physical at all. Like, yeah, he's almost completely. And when when that you're you're removing like key pieces of a relationship, you know what I mean. When those things are being removed, it's it's a it's an empty feel, and that's what Betty I think is like struggling with, and um, and uh, Don um, Don has to own up to that. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah. I, I, I believe, I believe in his heart. He knows he's 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 slowly removing himself um, emotionally from her, and um, to the point where, like at the end of the episode, basically, Don comes back to the house and tells Betty, like, "Hey, I got partner." And uh, Betty felt so good that like he was able to like tell her something like big that she was like, "Oh, okay, he does like." still like bring things to you know bring things yeah. to me basically and like oh i'm sorry for the thing about the air conditioning you know what i mean like that's where their relationship sits now it's uh it's it's not it's not it's not good it's not great no uh, and, and don to, to say the least and don keeps standing there like the body language is he's standing there she puts his her hands on his chest and then she no interrupts from him she interrupts herself her happiness to say sorry about the thing and Don says he doesn't want to talk about that. And there's not much else that goes on besides her grabbing no. his hand. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's a tough episode for the uh, the dad. Relations and the dad life. Yeah. Um, Beautiful with Don and Peggy, but um, rocky with uh, Don and Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do want to give a quick shout. I know there's shout out when you like something. Uh, shout mm-hmm. in to uh <laughs> to Bert Cooper. Uh I forgot uh, that his greed and his like lust for business caused Roger to go back to the office, you know, where he was so yeah. irresponsible to say, "Oh, yeah, why don't you come see him yourself?" uh to to Lee um, you know, Lee from Lucky Strike. Uh Yeah. He um uh, he shouldn't have done that. That was that was messed up, and that's not like the Cooper that I remember. Like maybe I misjudged the character, uh, but it really—it's something about being old. I think I I have like a weakness for like um, older p- 
people, I think. Like, well, we let them get away of, with more. Yeah, and so, like, I didn't, I never looked at it like him being, like, two eyes on the prize and not caring. I kind of just looked at it like, I don't, I don't know, I just, I never looked at it in a negative slant. But, um, obviously, uh, Roger's wife, um, sees it. She sees it, and she, you know, she tells him to go to hell. Because oh. she knows. Like, what you're mentioning is what she sees. She yeah. sees the... This is all about business, and I thought you know, I thought you did, I thought you cared more, but obviously not. You know, what I mean? yeah. Cooper's interesting because you see something deeper there, but then he also he's able to make power plays and go for it in business in a really craven sort of way. Um, yeah, and I don't know, I just forgot about that, but it's true. It is based on him wanting to save face for a client, and he put yep. a friend, you know, or you could just say a business associate, but they seem to be you know friends. Uh, he put yeah. someone in, in grave danger. Uh, nearly killed him. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's nuts. As Pete would say, is he dead? But he's not. <laughs> is he dead? Well, is he dead? <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, man. Well, I think we can skip Mod Men because we've been modding it pretty much this whole episode. Uh, relating it to our true. modern times. Um, that is true. One of my other favorite lines of the episode is... Um, how the guys are talking about Mitch's really attractive wife and um, mm-hmm. the subtle writing of of Sal. He He's talking about how, oh, yeah, that barbecue, that... And I forgot what clothing item he says, but he's talking more about the, the piece of clothing she was wearing than uh, than her, you know? Right, of course. <laughs> that of blank, course. blank clothing she was wearing, <laughs> she was spilling out of it. Yeah, so I think we have uh, reached our conclusion of the... Uh, I guess not the penultimate episode, but uh, the final the final goodbye for just you and me. And then next sure. week, it's uh, mystery guest number one. Week after that, it's mystery guest number two. Uh, but can't in, wait. In season two and in the in the awards show, we'll, it'll be me and Jala again. Don't worry, folks. Yep. We'll be back at it. Same dad time, mono same mono. dad channel. Um, yes. But... Without for, oh my dog just is she hit the closet she's upset about Oops. this um, <laughs> she's like oh damn this is the this is the end she says I don't want anyone else in here um, in the studio but uh <laughs> don't look at me cry but yeah we got some great stuff planned so uh, keep listening and uh, you know what they always say the medium is the message take care folks adios. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.